Welcome back. My name is Steve, the founder of English and Go. Lately, our podcasts have been focusing on complex, more current event topics. A lot of that has to do with the events and changes that have happened this year because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the circus of political nonsense that has taken place in the United States for most of this year. Today's podcast will be similar, but my hope is that this podcast can serve as a bit of an end point for these topics, and that I can go back to more enjoyable themes very soon. Late last week, I was contacted by one of my Canadian friends, whose name is also Steve, incidentally, and asked to comment about the latest conspiracy theory that's floating around the far-right scene. Like pretty much all of these theories, the idea is that a secret group of powerful people are once again trying to take over the world. It's total garbage, or a mool im Deutsch. But this person wrote me, and they said, quote, You can sort through the bullshit, end quote. I am touched, and I greatly appreciate their confidence. So, Steve, this one's for you. Their message got me thinking about how many of us find ourselves having to read such nonsense or respond to it. By now, we all know what does not work. Trying to use actual facts. As all of you have found out by now, Trying to have a fact-based conversation, either in person or online, with someone pushing idiocy or a conspiracy theory never seems to work. So this begs the question, what does work? The first thing to understand is that conspiracy theories or right-wing propaganda have nothing at all to do with actual information. Details or some kind of real proof are not provided. It's just accusations or a few vague points to make it seem like it's maybe possible. The details are not important because the target is your emotions. Conspiracy theories need emotions in order to spread. Just like coronavirus needs living cells in order to spread. Getting you emotional is the goal. Because, in a normal state, a person is able to apply logic, reason, and other tools to the world around them. This is why your workplace needs to be a stable environment. The more stable the workplace, the more people can concentrate on their jobs. They can solve problems and be productive. By contrast, when a person is emotional, logic and reason don't usually function so well. Try doing a comparison, a simple comparison, of the advantages of dogs versus cats when you are very angry or very sad. You will see how even a simple analysis is almost impossible when you are emotional. Emotions are the skeleton key. In English, a skeleton key is the key that will open any door, a super master key, if you will. Your emotions 
are the skeleton key that allows access into your primitive brain. Logic, analysis, reason have no home in the primitive brain. Which is why reaching your emotions is the goal of any disinformation or conspiracy theory. They want to make you feel either angry, afraid, or confused. Because once your emotions are turned on, you become emotionally invested. You put your emotions into this nonsense. And now your emotions are tied to what you heard or what you read. You are chained to this nonsense by your own feelings. Once a person emotionally invests into a conspiracy theory, it is very, very hard to get them to recognize that it is nonsense. Because it is not the information that keeps them there. It is their emotional investment. If the information is wrong, if the theory is proven to be bogus, it means that their emotions are also wrong. And when was the last time someone was okay with saying that their emotions were wrong? Let's use a simple analogy to make this easier. When a person goes fishing, they want to catch fish. They will take a hook and some piece of bait. B-A-I-T. Like a worm or an insect. And they will put it on the hook. Then they cast that hook into the water. The fish is attracted not to the hook, but to the bait. And so the fish tries to eat the worm, usually getting the hook stuck in their mouth in the process. This helps us to understand a conspiracy theory. The vague information they provide, the claim they make, that is the bait. And the person's emotional reaction to that bait, that is the hook. Once their emotions are triggered, they become emotionally invested. They become hooked. The easiest and most common emotions to use are anger and fear. Often, they are combined to provoke what is called outrage. O-U-T-R-A-G-E Oder Importung im Deutsch A combination of anger and fear, that's outrage. For example, some Republicans are outraged when they hear lame duck Donald claim that votes were manipulated. It's not true, but the emotion of their outrage is triggered why? Well, two reasons. One, they are angry at losing, and they are angry at the idea of unfair votes. Number two, they are afraid because their side lost. What will happen when their favorite politician is no longer in charge? That outrage can be used. 
if a politician loses a free election, they have only two choices. Leave office like a real man or a real woman, or try and stage a coup or a putsch like a cheap dictator. Since no one can actually have a coup without some kind of public support, the question is, how can they get people on the streets mad enough to fight for them? The answer you know. Say outrageous things that connect to their supporters, that bond to their supporters' anger and fear of losing. From Libya to Egypt, from Belarus to Turkey, we see this again and again. Leaders say outrageous things about their political opponents and then sit back and watch people come to the streets and fight for them. The real evil in some of these examples is what is called projection. P-R-O-J-E-C-T-I-O-N where you accuse the other side of doing what you yourself are doing. Let's say you are a dictator, like Lukashenko in Belarus, or a Weißrussland in Deutsch. You have no problem arresting people. You have no problem with soldiers beating them, and generally you want to crush the opposition. How do you get people to support you? Simply accuse the other side of doing what you are doing. Lukashenko has done this repeatedly. He tells his supporters that he's protecting them, that if he falls, they will be rounded up and put in prison. His supporters will be beaten by the opposition. This makes his supporters outraged. They're angry and afraid. Not of him, but of the parade of women gathering in Minsk to protest his rule. It's totally bonkers, but it works, because it plays on people's anger and fear. It makes them outraged. This is why fact-checking does not work. People don't care about facts more than their own emotions. To believe that they do is simply foolish. Emotions are the hook. And so it is emotions that we need to tap into to draw them out of their conspiracy theory. Take an easy and recent example. Some people are claiming that the German government is using coronavirus in order to grab more power from the people. It's complete garbage, but it's very easy to see why this appeals to people. People are tired of lockdowns. People are angry at the government for making them stay home. People are afraid of possibly getting sick or losing their job or having other family problems. They can't fly to Spain. They're told not to drive to mines to see their grandparents. The emotions are already there. 
They just need a channel. So when someone says to them some silly conspiracy theory about the government, now people have a channel for their anger. I knew it! The government is hiding something! Congratulations. You just became a fish. Consider, the German government actually cares a lot about the people of Germany. They're trying to keep people healthy and alive. Unlike some other countries I can think of, in this one, politicians are actually worried about their citizens. They want you and me to be healthy, so we can work, so we can take care of kids, so we can help our older parents. Germany wants to keep parents from getting sick and grandparents from dying. Your health is important. Your friends would miss you if you spent two weeks in an ICU with coronavirus. What about your pets? They would be confused and sad and worried while you were fighting for your life in a hospital bed. As any parent knows, Sometimes you really do need a little bit of tough love to help your children. In the past two days, more than 200 people have been moved into the ICU, the intensive care unit, here in Germany. As of this podcast, there are 4,000 COVID-19 patients in intensive care units fighting for their lives against the coronavirus. That's a lot. Now, did you notice what I did there? First, I appealed to your emotions. And then I gave you some facts. This is the way we can draw people out of a conspiracy mindset. We must address their emotions and give them a path out of their fear and anger. Sadness, joy, and yes, even a different form of fear can be pathways out of the conspiracy mindset. So when someone you know, or an acquaintance of yours, is posting complete rubbish on Facebook, do not try and argue the facts. It does not work. And worse... It allows them more and more times to push their outrage in the hope of hooking more and more fish. Instead, it is useful to address their emotions head-on. Here is one example. I know you are scared and angry. I am too. Viruses are mean little bastards. They don't care at all about your hopes or dreams or my worries for my family. They just want to eat both of us from the inside out and then use our sick bodies to jump to the next person. They are total parasites and we need to crush them like the germs they are. Don't give in. Don't let them win. Let's keep our hands as clean as possible. And let's keep our distance, at least for a little while, so we don't let those bastards in. I believe in you. You are my friend. And together, we can make this plague disappear.
Again, my name is Steve, the founder of English and Go, an English language teaching company located in Osnabrück, Germany. And I hope you enjoyed this short podcast about how to help people hooked by conspiracy theories and misinformation. Why not say hello? Please visit us at englishandgo.de and click the word contact. We'd love to hear from you. Stay safe out there.